Hi, I'm Lisa Prather, and welcome to The Voice of Health with our host, Dr. Robert Prather of The Prather Practice, where lives are changed every day through the natural approach to health care. Well, Dr. Prather, let's start with what is the latest on COVID-19? I've been hearing a lot on the vaccine. When will the vaccines be ready for distribution? Well, December. December. So before the end of the year, Moderna said that they're going to have 20 million uh, available for the United States. And uh, Pfizer said that they're going to have 50 million vaccines ready. So they're ready and raring to go. I know there's some uh, a country that's already started using the vaccine, but we'll be ready here soon. Yeah, they're getting the approval. Pfizer's getting it December 10th and before the end of this week. Moderna should have their approval too. Okay. Well, who will be getting the vaccine first? Well, CDC sat down and put together guidelines along those lines. And what they said is that we really need to hit the healthcare workers. So, you know, when you're talking about healthcare workers, there's 21 million healthcare workers in the United States and then also long-term residents. So there's 3 million long-term residents. So that's where they're actually looking to get the vaccines to. When you're talking about healthcare workers, one of the things is that they have a higher rate of actually getting it Mm -hmm. because it's a matter of how much viral load you get. So if they're constantly around it and in the air, then it's more possibility that they could get it and actually get it worse than the average person. Mm -hmm. So they're more at risk. So 240,000 healthcare workers have actually gotten it. 858 have actually died from it. So healthcare workers are a top priority. And then for long-term residents in in nursing homes, Mm -hmm. 40% of all deaths that are attributed to uh, COVID-19 come from those residents. So you can see that that's a a very big thing. And then after they get that done, they're going to actually prioritize it according to risk. People with obesity, type 2 diabetes, cardiovascular disease, immunocompromised, all those types of people will be the first ones that will actually get it. They're actually talking about just those two companies should be able to to produce three billion next year. Wow. So if if you have shown that you've had the SARS coronavirus, should you still get the vaccine? According to what they're saying, they are saying yes, just because they're not quite sure how long the immunity lasts. One of the things that they have said is that their estimate is that the vaccine lasts longer than actually getting it, is what they're saying at this point. Now, I don't know if that's true, but that's what the CDC is saying at this point. So the vaccine should last a year at this point, is what they're saying. They don't know if it lasts longer. At this point, they're saying that if you get the COVID-19, it lasts the ability to fight off the virus. It lasts about three months. Okay. Okay, so should children get the vaccine? Children should not get the vaccine. Hmm. According to the CDC, the children aren't really at risk. And they actually are exempted from the vaccination. What ages do they say? They're actually saying probably if you get up to about the age of 12. Okay. So anybody underneath that, they really said not to worry about the vaccination because the risk for them is just really not worth the the problems of going through the vaccination. Mm -hmm. So that's good news. Yeah. So how about older people and people with pre-existing conditions? Those are the people who are most at risk. 
So those are probably, you know, after they get the healthcare workers and long-term residents, those would be the people who would be next really in line. Mm -hmm. So those people are really the ones that they're looking to get as soon as they get the initial people okay. taken care of. One thought, you know, I had, can you get the virus from the vaccine? That's a real good question. That's one thing that's actually gone out. And they didn't even use the virus for the vaccination. So what they used is a protein. And what they isolated for the vaccination is the protein that attaches to the cell walls. So it's just purely a protein that they have in there. There is no virus in the uh, vaccination. Okay. So you can't get the virus from the vaccination at all. It's just basically a protein. And interestingly enough, the protein, they say, actually is eliminated from the body in about three to four days. So it really doesn't stay in the system. So that's also good news. Okay. Yeah, real good news. Yeah. So how long is the vaccine effective for? Did you well, yeah, they were saying a year. And that's what they're estimating at this point. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, the people haven't had the vaccination for a year, but that's that's what their estimate is at this point. Okay. Is it just one dose or two of the vaccine? Well, they're looking at uh, two doses. One dose really isn't effective. At this point, they have to do two doses. So one of the big things that uh, they're concerned about is uh, side effects. You know, a lot of people are worried about that. And one of the problems that the researchers have said is the CDC uh, has actually kind of downplayed the side effects, you know, headaches, uh, fever, fatigue, all those types of things. But uh, what I've heard from some of the people who've actually been doing the clinical research uh, trials is that people get really, really, really sick with the first dose. And one of the major problems that if you get the vaccination, you actually feel as bad as if you had the COVID-19. So some of the same symptoms. You're going to have the same symptoms. That's what they're really finding, that people really feel awful. Okay. I won't say exactly what that word is, but <laughs> uh, people get the idea along those lines. And one of the big things that they're very concerned about is people get like that. They get the first vaccination and they don't want to get the second one. Yeah. Which is going to be something that uh, they really need to warn people beforehand. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, people aren't going to get the second one and they got really sick for nothing. Because mm -hmm. you have to have two doses to make it worthwhile. So, in other words, don't plan to do anything for, for a few days afterwards. Because mm -hmm. you're not going to feel like it. Right. So, uh, at least that's the information that I'm getting at this point. So, that's one of the big, big concerns that they have on a follow through. So there's two doses. Two doses. How much time in between? Have you yeah, at, at my understanding at this time is that they would get it within a week again, but that would just give them enough time to get really, really sick and start mm -hmm. to get over it. And then say, okay, it's time for another dose. And they go, mm, I'm not sure. Uh -huh. <laughs> I, felt, I felt really bad on the first one. And they will feel bad on the second one, too. Mm -hmm. But that's one of the reasons that they feel that it's very effective is because it really gives you, it really challenges your immune system. Your immune system really kicks in on this. Mm -hmm. And so you feel really horribly. So it's probably important to... Make sure your immune system's strong when you get it. Well, you, you have to be careful. Of course, one of the things is that uh, the people who have immune compromise, things like that, 
Yeah. Now, uh, they're going to get sick, but you don't have, you know, it's not, the reason that they always said for immune compromised people not to get vaccination or something, is because you might have a live virus in there, or, you know, actually have the virus mm -hmm. that can take off. In this case, it's only a protein. So there's no chance of getting a virus out of it. But if you are already sick, uh, I probably wouldn't get it. Okay. You know, that that wouldn't be a, a great Wait idea. You're, yeah. 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 You're feeling better and... Um, and you talked about, you know, the side effects, it's a lot like getting COVID. Oh, yeah, you're, you're going to get, you're going to feel, uh, and people, you know, who get the, because it's a brand new virus, I mean, people are like, wow, I really felt terrible. Now, the other question that comes up is distribution. You know, how is that going to work? Now, the uh, Pfizer uh, vaccination has to be at 80 degrees below centigrade. So uh, they have to have special units to do that. So you can really only get those in, in hospitals or other facilities where they in have. Alaska. Yeah, where they, <laughs> where they, where they have Antarctica. those types of things. But the Moderna actually it can be stored just in a freezer. So you will be able to go to a CVS or your doctor's office and probably get the Moderna vaccination. So uh, they're probably going to divide that up, probably healthcare workers or a nursing home, they can actually bring in those. When they start to get it out to the general public, the Pfizer vaccination isn't as practical, but the Moderna uh, uh, is something that you could probably stop in someplace and, and get something pretty easily. Okay. Okay. And, and does the vaccine prevent getting the virus? Uh, no. Uh, the, the vaccine, that's one of the things that uh, Fauci has said, because they were saying, hey, you know, as we uh, get this vaccination, does that bring everything back to normal? And he says, no, not, not, not for a while, because people can still, all it does is it doesn't keep you from getting the virus. What it does is it should mitigate the symptoms that are associated with it. Mm -hmm. So uh, you get really, really bad symptoms with the vaccination, so you don't get them when you actually get the virus. Uh-huh. So hopefully what that will do is to keep it from uh, being as deadly and uh, people uh, won't need to be as hospitalized as often. So that's really what they're looking for on that. More serious cases. Right, but you can still get the virus and uh, transmit it. And that's what they're, uh, again, another fear. And people are going to think that everything's all back to normal. So... Uh, you know, th these are kind of the trade-offs on the whole thing, but uh, it does not keep you from actually getting the virus uh, or transmitting it. Okay. Well, thank you for that update on yeah. the vaccine. Yeah, hopefully that made everything uh, crystal clear. <laughs> <laughs> at least what we know on the vaccination at this point. Yes. At this point, they're saying it, it's very safe, but just because it, it, it's a protein, not a, uh, the virus itself, but expect to get really, really sick. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, thank you, Dr. Prather, on that update. When we come back, we're going to talk about urinary tract infections, UTIs. Oh, excellent. You can win a free 60-minute massage in a relaxing spa at the Prather Practice. Each month, we have a drawing to give away a free massage to one of our lucky Facebook and Twitter fans. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter on our website at thevoiceofhealthradio.com. This is The Voice of Health with Dr. Robert Prather. The Voice of Health Wellness Tip featuring rapid release technology. 
Okay, we're going to talk about this rapid release technology or RRT. It's our secret weapon, like to say. It's non-surgical, drug-free treatment option. Sure. It's FDA-registered high-speed vibration device. It was developed in 2010. Actually by a chiropractor. It's a pioneered high-speed vibration therapy. It's focused on the relief of soft tissue problems affecting nerves, muscles, tendons, and ligaments. There's a lot of different ways that you can get adhesions and scar tissue and different things released. A lot of it can actually be very painful to mm -hmm. achieve. And it's one of the things that is not well treated at all in the disease care model up until this point. What they were able to do is come up with a concept of a vibrational instead of a mechanical. It's vibrating at a frequency that they found breaks up tissue that is abnormal. So it actually starts to change it, melt it away. When it does that, then allows the body to go in there and lay down normal tissue that is fully functioning. The good illustration on that is an opera singer who can sing and you've got that fine crystal starts to vibrate and it vibrates at a higher, higher frequency, even to the point where it can even crack. What you're doing with this rapid release is you're creating a vibration and that doesn't harm normal tissue. As a matter of fact, it, it actually heals it, gets more circulation and makes it better functioning. But abnormal tissue, it actually breaks up and then it helps the body to dissipate it. Relax muscles and release aches, pains, and tension through rapid-release high-speed vibration therapy. Experience the benefits of rapid-release therapy by scheduling an appointment at the Prather Practice. And to purchase your own, go to our website at thevoiceofhealthradio.com. Click on the rapid-release banner and enter code PRATHER2020 for a $100 discount available to the Voice of Health Radio listeners. Since 1893, the Wheeler Mission has been ministering to the homeless, poor, and needy in central Indiana. The Prather Practice is honored to be partnering with the Wheeler Mission to help meet the immediate needs of those they serve, and we're inviting you to partner along with us. Right now, the Wheeler Mission has a need for masks, bottled water, and new unopened underwear in all sizes for men, women, and children. The Prather Practice is now collecting these items for the Wheeler Mission, and you can drop off items at our office at 8902 North Meridian, Suite 101. The Wheeler Mission exists to provide Christ-centered programs and services to the homeless and those in need. Their vision is to see every man, woman, and child they serve equipped to be productive citizens who enjoy lasting success in Christ. Your gift turns this vision into reality. Learn more about the work of the Wheeler Mission and how you can help by visiting their website at wheelermission.org. You're listening to The Voice of Health with Dr. Robert Prather of The Prather Practice, the most comprehensive wellness center in the Midwest. The rest of the show, we're going to talk about urinary tract infections, UTIs. Dr. Prather, what is a urinary tract infection? You're talking about a bacterial infection that either gets in the bladder, uh, urethra, ureter, prostate, all the way up to the kidneys, anywhere along that area. Mm -hmm. is considered a urinary tract infection. Of course, most of the time you're talking about just a bladder infection, uh, cystitis. So mm -hmm. that's where most of the infections actually occur. 
and only in a few cases does it start to travel up all the way up to the kidneys but of course if it does get up to the kidneys then that's actually a more, much more dangerous type of situation okay so, so but most are in the bladder most of them is what we're talking about acute cystitis is uh, uh, basically what you're talking about a urinary tract infection and that accounts for almost uh, for most of them so how many urinary tract infections are there in a year? About 10 million. It's uh, one of the most common visits to a doctor's office, and they get about 10 million visits a year. So it's in the top 10 of the uh, reasons to go to a, a uh, doctor. And it's also the most common type of infection that people go to the doctor Interesting. for. Interesting. Well, yeah. it, the, the reason is, is because of the symptoms. It makes you feel like you want to pee all the time, and it burns and, and is very irritating. Mm -hmm. So it's not something that's very fun to have, <laughs> and people are like, uh, this is really annoying. Can you please get rid of this for me as quickly as possible? Uh -huh. So who gets UTIs? Well, 84% of all the urinary tract infections uh, are female. That's because for males, they have it's a longer route to get to the bladder. <laughs> Depending. <laughs> <laughs> Does that make sense? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so females have a, a much higher incidence of uh, urinary tract infections than males. Mm -hmm. So it's understandable where that would be actually a, a you problem. You said 84%. 84%. Okay. And 60% of all women in the United States uh, do have situations where they have uh, recurring urinary tract infections at some time in their life. So very common type of problem, uh, much more common in females. The big thing for males you have to watch out for is uh, prostatitis because then it becomes a really big, uh, it becomes a, a major problem for them. Okay. Um, well, what causes UTIs? Well, the most common type of a uh, urinary tract infection comes from the uh, GI tract. So the urethra, uh, you know, the, the urinary tract and the uh, anus are close together. Mm -hmm. And you can actually spread it from the anus to the uh, urinary tract. So that's where that most commonly comes from. And that could come from wearing underwear too long, going to the bathroom and not wiping in the proper uh, manner, wearing wet clothes for a long period of time, wet bathing suit. Mm -hmm. Those types of things are very common. Stress actually plays a big role. We find a lot of women who have problems with urinary tract infections when they're under stress quite a bit, uh, all of a sudden that they will get one. A poor diet, a sugar, that type of thing, uh, what you drink. Coffee is something that uh, has been known to kind of kick that up on women. Soda pops also are a big problem. Something that we always tell that uh, you need to do. Also being dehydrated. Mm, you know, uh -huh. where you're not flushing things as, as much as possible, not drinking enough water, actually plays a role in getting urinary tract infections. So what natural defenses do we have for UTIs? Interestingly enough, we have a, uh, there's a coating inside the bladder that keeps it from attaching to the bladder wall. It's when it actually attaches to the bladder wall that it starts a lot of the different types of uh, symptoms that are associated with that. So, and then our natural immune system, there is an immune system that uh, is uh, a, around the urinary tract, inf uh, urinary tract area mm -hmm. that keeps the infections under control. There's also a, a sphincter at the top of the bladder that keeps it the, the, any type of backwash for the fluid going up instead of down. 
So that actually prevents a lot of the infections from going to the bladder up to the uh, kidneys. So that's a very important type of aspect. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, real interesting how, how we're made and every right. detail. We're yeah. So what bacteria causes um, most of the UTIs? E. coli or Escherichia coli is, uh, accounts for 86% of all urinary tract infections. So that's the, the big one. And that's the one that comes from the uh, colon. It's natural there, but it's not natural in the bladder. But there are several other different types of uh, uh, bladder infections that can occur. Mm-hmm. And can you have symptoms without an infection? Yes. 10% of UTIs are actually asymptomatic. We do uh, regular urinary uh, UAs on people, mm-hmm. a urinalysis, and there's oftentimes that we will find a urinary tract infection in the patient not actually being aware of it. So, you know, that's an important thing. That's one of the reasons why you get a screening. But one of the interesting things is that uh, 30% of everyone who goes in for uh, symptoms of a urinary tract infection, cystitis, actually don't have a bacterial infection. Hmm. So what it usually is, is that they've had bacterial infections before. There can actually be an autoimmune reaction that kind of continues with that. Or it could be something called mycoplasma. So uh, mycoplasmas, uh, there's a whole wide range of those. And what they are is almost like amoeba-like critters. And uh, actually, uh, antibiotics don't work on them at all. And so you have to approach it from a totally different type of an aspect to be able to get rid of those. And we get a lot of women who come in because they've tried the antibiotics. Doctor says that they no longer have uh, a bacterial infection and they just have to live with it. And then uh, they come into us, we discover that they have uh, a mycoplasma, and then we have a, a whole system of treating that, and with very good success. And that shows up on the urine analysis? No. Uh, okay. Oftentimes, no. Uh, what we do uh, can do is do a blood test and often find some, uh, some general mycoplasma that's going through their system. Okay. So but usually, as soon as we give the products for the mycoplasma, then the symptoms go away. So that's really the best way to, to do it. So how are UTIs diagnosed? We talked U- about urinalysis. Urinalysis is, of course, one of the major things. And then, of course, uh, symptoms uh, are very important. Usually uh, you get an idea that uh, the uh, urinary tract uh, needs to be uh, treated uh, basically from the uh, burning pain, uh, the feeling like they always have to urinate. Uh, the the symptom t- symptomatology is actually very critical along those lines. Mm-hmm. When when should someone see a doctor? You know, for a UTI. Well, uh, really, you should see a doctor any time that you feel that you have one. Uh, mm-hmm. That's not something that you should be uh, letting go. Uh, however, you know, one of the things is the antibiotics uh, is really that not shouldn't be the first line of defense along those lines. Mm-hmm. So uh, antibiotics can be very successful, but if you actually do an antibiotic, your immune system will drop for about three months. And so that is a very common thing that they actually then start to have uh, urinary tract infections soon afterwards. And those repetitive urinary tract infections is what kind of causes the symptoms to stay there. Almost uh, all of the 
women who have the symptoms of uh, urinary tract infection, uh, the 30%, have had multiple times where they've been on antibiotics, and then it kind of mm -hmm. creates this situation. Mm -hmm. So, you know, antibiotics uh, are oftentimes necessary, uh, but really the best way to uh, approach this and go after it is first going after it with a structure function type of standpoint where you're uh, trying to boost the own body's ability to handle it. And if you can do that and the body gets rid of it, it's much better. Also, if you are on an antibiotic, the best thing to do is also to take some natural products with, along with that to help the antibiotic. To, uh, the antibiotic actually works better. And then also it uh, is very, uh, it actually then prevents that recurring UTI from also uh, happening. Okay, when we come back, let's talk more on the treatment for UTIs and some of the, the natural ways um, to treat too. We'll Excellent. be right back. Listen to the Voice of Health Radio on your smartphone or tablet on all of the top radio apps available. Tune in Radio, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. You can find these apps and more on our website at thevoiceofhealthradio.com. This is The Voice of Health with Dr. Robert Prather. Laughter is the best medicine. A few years ago on Christmas Eve, Santa was at our house. He must have been tired because he laid down for a minute on our couch. He jumped up in a hurry, checked all his reindeer, flew off into the darkness. They were scratching from ear to ear. It was the loudest Christmas we ever had, one we'll never forget. Scratching this and combed our hair and we're not over it yet. Santa Claus don't come to our house anymore, don't care if we're naughty or nice. We're the ones that gave Santa Claus and all his reindeer lice. The Voice of Health Minute with Dr. Robert Prather of the Prather Practice. What can be measured with the Prather Profile? That's our extensive blood work. It's nice because the Prather Profile covers everything. Endocrine system, liver function, kidney function, mineral balance, the immune system. Everything that could go wrong with you shows up. And I have a lot of people who come in and say, you know, I just want the Prather Profile just to see what's happening. Not really looking for any care, but just to make sure that they're doing well. I even have MD coming in and having it done. If you're really looking to find out what is my optimal health, where am I really, you can get more information from that from any other diagnostic test. And they're relatively cheap. Your life is in your blood, and the best way to find out how your life is going, how your health is going, is through your blood. When I found out all that you can find out, I, I wouldn't practice if I couldn't take blood mm -hmm. tests. Schedule your appointment at The Prather Practice, 317-848-8048. The Prather Practice. Restoring Hope. A special message from the DTS Weight Loss Center at the Prather Practice. Are you tired of making the same weight loss resolution only to end up right back where you started? Let the professionals at DTS Weight Loss Center take all the frustration out of dieting. Our nutritionists and wellness coaches know what works for every body type and can develop a plan specific to your needs throughout your medically supervised program. Make the change by visiting us online at DTSWeightLossCenter.com. Dedicate. Transform. Succeed. 
When you call the Prather Practice to schedule your appointment at our DTS Weight Loss Center, mention the Voice of Health radio show and you'll receive a free initial consultation plus a free body composition analysis. 317-848-8048. That's 317-848-8048. The DTS Weight Loss Center at the Prather Practice. Dedicate, transform, succeed. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire Jack Frost nipping at your nose Yuletide carols I'm Lisa Prather and you're listening to The Voice of Health with Dr. Robert Prather of The Prather Practice where we get to the root cause of your health issue. Everybody knows Well, we're talking today about urinary tract infections, UTIs, said 86% of UTIs are women Mm. because of our anatomy. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, So let's talk about treatment. Um, You talked about antibiotics, Mm. not to be the first line of defense. Sure. Um, it does lower your immune system, which right now we don't need anything with the COVID-19 to lower our immune system. Right. <laughs> so what is the treatment um, for UTIs uh, beside that? Uh, there are several different ways that you can uh, really help with that. One, uh, drinking a lot of water. Mm-hmm. Kind of flushing that out. Yeah, uh, flushing it out is really one of the uh, best ways to do that. And uh, actually very effective. So uh, oftentimes, dehydration, it does play a part in uh, a UTI. So just getting a lot of water into your system really is very, very beneficial. Mm-hmm. And uh, should be one of the first things you do. Uh, changing the uh, pH of the uh, urine. So you can, uh, that's one of the reasons that uh, cranberry is, is so effective. Cranberry, yeah. Yeah. And we, I know we... Sell that in a supplement form, right? Pill form. So really, making sure the pH is in a uh, in a good way. Uh, also, there's a lot of uh, herbs and different ways that you can uh, get in there and uh, actually uh, help to strengthen the body's own ability to keep bacteria off. So there are herbs that are excellent along those lines. You can boost your immune system. Uh, there are also some uh, direct types of treatments that make a difference. Uh, chiropractic, acupuncture, uh, diathermy, all those different types of things have a, have a big help along those lines. But really, the uh, one of the biggest ways that uh, actually approaching it is herbals. Herbals have been known to help out with uh, uh, the uh, UTIs for uh, an awful long time, and were around and extremely, extremely beneficial. So what herbals are effective against well, UTIs? We have a whole list here. Of mm-hmm. different ones that are, are really helpful. Uh, butcher's broom. And is this all that you're listing something we provide at the Prather practice? Correct. Okay. So butcher's broom, celery seed, uh, corn silk, cranberry, horsetail, juniper, parsley. Uh, one of my favorites and one of the most effective ones is uva ursi. You just like saying that. I know, I know. And, <laughs> and uh, we, we sell an awful lot of uva ursi because it is so helpful in so many different types of infections. Uh, golden seal, birch leaves, uh, buku, uh, marshmallow root, artemisia, and astragalus. Mm-hmm. 
Matter of fact, uh, uh, one of the things is different types of uh, bacteria uh, are uh, actually work better with uh, different types of herbs. Uh, Klebsiella is especially, if we see that in the urinary tract uh, infection, because what we will do is send those out, and uh, if they are chronic, then we actually have them grow it. And Artemisia is the one that seems to really work quite well for Klebsiella. So finding out exactly which one also uh, determines which herb actually will work the best. Now you say finding out which one. What do you mean by that? Well, what we do is we send them out uh, for the urinalysis, and then we actually grow. Mm -hmm. uh, they actually grow, and then uh, then we can actually see which one's uh, going on. Specifically. Or specifically. And then so not also, all UTIs are the Not all same. UTIs are created equal. Mm -hmm. And then also they can, in the lab, they can actually test which antibiotic might work. So if we're having a real problem along those lines, uh, we can actually test it, then they will test out an antibiotic. And then according to that, then we also have a list of what herb actually goes along with it. Combine the two, and then we get much better results. Wow. Yeah, very specific. Very specific, and uh, getting this, this thing under control is extremely important. And each of these different herbs have different types of properties to them. Mm -hmm. and understanding what the physiology, let's say that I know it's a pH problem, I use different herbs. Uh, if I know that it's probably the uh, lining of the bladder, that the defenses that are associated with that, uh, if, that, that if that's the problem, then we do that. If it's immune system, we use a different one. Uh, different types of, uh, of bacteria actually require different types of herbs to actually work along those lines. That makes so, sense. We really get very specific along these lines and uh, go after it with a, a lot of knowledge. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's so important to know exactly. If you know, know it's like then, that blueprint. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I, I just had a, uh, a woman came in and she had, had uh, been going to the doctor, had taken five different antibiotics mm. uh, and uh, had had a UTI for a year. Wow, so that'd be uncomfortable. That that was very uncomfortable, and it was just something that she really couldn't deal with. And she had been a patient in the past and said, well, you know, but had moved away and uh, drove here uh, quite a distance and said, you know, i got to get this under control. So uh, we put together a program along uh, for her and then uh, got that under control without an antibiotic. Nice. Worked, worked much better, and everything was clear. And she feels like a different person again. That's because you found out it specifically right what was going on and and then could be specific in the treatment right no one had done a culture on her yet in a year in a year yeah which was you know is, is a shame mm -hmm. uh but we found out that uh, really uh, the antibiotics were just kind of perpetuating it not really helping it at all mm-hmm interesting you know and then yeah that can increase yeast in the system well, the yes, antibiotics and yes. then just be a vicious cycle. Right, because then your immune system's weaker, and then you start getting other things going on. She was also getting digestive issues, too, which we had to address. Mm -hmm. And then we had to rebuild her uh, gut immunity, too, because that had crashed. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of problems that were starting to occur, and she was getting weaker and weaker, which would have led, uh, it would have, it hadn't gone up to the kidneys. But uh, I've had patients where it actually, because of constant antibiotic use, the infection then traveled up to the uh, kidneys. Yeah, and, and really, that's more serious. Right, right. So, you know, you, you need to understand the position of what everything's going on. 
And one of the main problems that we're having with antibiotics is antibiotics, uh, you know, as we get the results back, uh, oftentimes they would say, well, normally this would have been the antibiotic, but this bacteria is resistant to the antibiotic. So we're getting uh, about 60% of the bacteria coming back now that are resistant to the normal antibiotic that they that they mm. were uh, susceptible to. Right. So and the CDC, World Health Organization, has sa- stated that we now live in a post-antibiotic age because the bacteria have gotten used to it, so we need to find other different types of ways of doing it. And the herbals, uh, there, there really isn't the resistance uh, for that. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's a great way of going about it and looking at uh, how we can actually get a, a, a urinary tract under urinary tract infection under control now. Yeah, and you gave us a list of all the herbals. One in there was cranberry. Right. Um, does it help to drink cranberry juice? Well, it, one of the things is oftentimes that they are uh, have a lot of sweetener in it. So you have no. to so you have to uh, really have cranberry juice that is unsweetened, which doesn't necessarily taste that great. Uh-huh. Uh, you can, what we do is we just give it in a powder form. And then you don't have to taste the yucky stuff. We find much better compliance along those lines. Uh-huh. But cranberries are great. Uh, and it has been proven scientifically that they do strengthen up the uh, resistance uh, on the inside of the bladder, too. So oh, interesting. It's something yeah. that uh, is very effective. Uh, blueberry juice is uh, just as effective on drinking. And it's nice and sweet. And you don't have to add sweeteners to it to be able to drink it down. So if you are looking to uh, just do a juice, you probably aren't going to stay with cranberry very long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but uh, blueberry juice uh, is uh, act, is uh, just as effective on that as cranberry juice. And tastes better. Right, tastes better. The cranberry powder, though, uh, is actually uh, much more effective. And we sell that at the Prather Press. We do, and uh, it's very high concentrated, and you get a, a very excellent result. So it's a powder too. Powder, yeah. I thought we had a um, pill too. A yeah, it's a it's a it's a powdered pill. Okay. So it's a it's a capsule with the uh, cran- uh, dried up cranberry in there, and really, you know, when we're talking about uh, the supplementation mm-hmm. as being necessary, the supplementation. Uh, people understand need to understand that basically food, these herbs and stuff like that. Concentrated foods. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's concentrated foods. That's all it is. Right, right, with no side effects. Right, no side effects. Okay, great. Well, uh, we come back more on the treatment of urinary tract infections. We'll be right back. Never miss an episode of The Voice of Health so that you can stay informed and empowered about your health. Get a podcast of our show automatically delivered to you every week by signing up for our show on iTunes. You can find that link on our website at thevoiceofhealthradio.com. And don't forget, thevoiceofhealthradio.com has complete archives of all of our past episodes with an audio library of information to help you add more life to your years and more years to your life. This is The Voice of Health with Dr. Robert Prather. The Voice of Health Wellness Tip with Dr. Robert Prather of the Prather Practice. Dr. Prather, what can a new patient expect when they come into your office? The first thing is the, uh, that's extremely important is the consultation. Mm-hmm. That's really where everything begins. And that consultation is complimentary free. They can come in and the consultation's with you. 
mm-hmm. which is nice. Yeah. Yeah, the consultation is uh, absolutely critical. Metaf- in fact, you can get 90% of your diagnosis just from the consultation. Mm-hmm. Listening to the patient. Listening to the patient, finding out uh, what their concerns are, uh, what uh, needs to be done, mm-hmm. uh, how we can best help them. Uh, having a good understanding of, of the complaints of the patient is absolutely critical mm-hmm. for good care. And, knowing, and the patient knowing that we are actually listening to them. We have very thorough uh, intake forms uh, that mm-hmm. are extremely helpful gives us quite a f- bit of information of what's going on into the system after the consultation you have to look at the diagnostics okay uh, you first have to yeah. understand you know where the patient's coming from uh, have an idea but then you have to know you know what to do mm-hmm. uh, what the problem is mm-hmm uh, there is a difference on our diagnostics than from the uh, medical diagnostics. So the medical profession, uh, as a disease care-based program, they are looking at uh, disease states and uh, combinations along those lines mm-hmm. to treat the symptoms. Our basis of our care is a understanding of what is the underlying cause, finding out what that is, uh, usually caused by a break from homeostasis. Mm-hmm. And you're going to hear that word if you're listening to our radio program. You're going to know every it well. Time. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. homeostasis is the basis of our practice. And homeostasis is the basis of health. And we are a health office. Mm-hmm. That is what a structure function office is. Mm-hmm. So the diagnostics are extremely thorough, probably more thorough than what you would get anywhere else. We look at very extensive blood work. We uh, might do hair analysis, uh, might do some uh, evaluation of the gut because that's so important to one's health. Uh, we uh, do uh, a thorough cardiac evaluation. We do a thorough musculoskeletal exam. Many offices that even are into natural health are, e- are either just dealing with the functional aspect mm-hmm. or they are just dealing with the structural aspect. We are unique in, in that we deal with both, and both of them extremely thoroughly and extremely well. Schedule your appointment at the Prather Practice, 317-848-8048. That's 317-848-8048. Or learn more on our website at thevoiceofhealthradio.com. The Prather Practice, restoring hope. You're listening to The Voice of Health with Dr. Robert Prather of The Prather Practice, where our mission is restoring hope to our patients. Well, we're talking today about UTIs, urinary tract infections. Very interesting information, and there is so much help with them. With um, We talked about herbals and more natural ways because the antibiotics... We just talked about a patient you had that was on five rounds of antibiotics right. um, and didn't take care of the UTI, um, came into you, and you were able to specifically know, you know what the main issue was. Yeah, the and UTI. then put a combination of things together. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, and the antibiotics were no longer effective. And one of the things is that, uh, you know, the real 
thing that with the antibiotics is that antibiotics we consider are very precious. The more that we use them, the less effective they are. Mm-hmm. So we should save those for more serious conditions. So when they were talking about uh, how to really uh, fight uh, u- utilization of antibiotics in uh, urinary tract infections, they, they really should be more for kidney infections. Mm. Uh, bladder infections are usually much more easily taken care of naturally, and that's really should be the, the, the first approach along those lines. And if we can reserve the antibiotics for more serious conditions, uh, that's really where that should be. Okay. Well, let's talk about vitamins and minerals. What vitamins and minerals are important for UTIs? Well, the, the biggest one is vitamin A. Mm. Uh, we have a, uh, uh, certain products, uh, Albaplex from Standard Process, a few other different ones that are designed specifically for the urinary tract with a combination of different okay. things. And uh, the, the most important vitamin when you're talking about uh, that is uh, vitamin A. Mm-hmm. Now, you can get a toxic level of uh, vitamin A in your system, so you have to be careful taking just vitamin A. But one of the ways around that is to take beta-carotene. Uh, beta-carotene Instead is a precursor. Of a straight vitamin A. Yeah, is a precursor, so the body only makes as much as it needs. So you can really dump an awful lot. Uh, one of the things for the, the lady that we were talking about who had just been in, uh, one of the things that we had to do was give her uh, straight vitamin A. Mm-hmm. But we dosed it and knew exactly how much to give her and how much to stop. But the vitamin A was uh, actually, was very critical for her to be able to get over this urinary tract infection. Mm-hmm. Uh, low levels of vitamin D also are something that can kick off urinary tract infections. Uh, vitamin C is very helpful for getting... Uh, uh, urinary tract infections under control. So those types of things are, are critical. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that you always have to look for is make sure that there's no heavy metal toxicity in the body because oftentimes if you have that, uh, it's being eliminated through the urinary tract system and can actually lead to a weakened immune system and some toxicity along those lines. So we always like to check on that, check on the zinc-copper ratio that has That's a, through the uh, hair analysis. Hair analysis, which we do at the Prather practice. Right, which is very important also to understand the immune system and make sure that it's functioning correctly. Mm-hmm. So vitamins and minerals, we can test out each of those and uh, make sure that uh, those are up to par if they aren't to make the necessary corrections to get people's immune system functioning. Mm-hmm. So those are the things that are, are critical. Right. As we found, especially with the COVID-19, uh, they just did a recent study and found that uh, that uh, vitamin D was probably one of the big predictors on uh, uh, what level of uh, your uh, COVID-19 actually was a problem. Zinc also. Right. You, so you need that vitamin D and zinc. Right. Right now. To, um, very important. Very important. To know your levels and... Mm-hmm. Right. Really, they could solve an awful lot of this COVID-19 and, and the hospitalizations and deaths really by going by vitamins and minerals. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's pretty well proven. But it's not common practice. Uh, it's, you know, that, that's We've something... We've gotten away from that, yeah. Uh, though a lot of physicians, uh, we just had a, a patient call up and said that they had, uh, uh, they had tested positive for COVID-19, didn't have any symptoms. They said, well, you might get some. These are the vitamins and minerals that you need to be taking. 
and uh, they, uh, I'm on that, on that, on that, because we had already put them on that. Uh-huh. And they said, well, no wonder you don't have any symptoms. Uh, you know. Because <laughs> you're, you're taking you're, your vitamin you're D and take, your zinc. Yeah, uh-huh. you're taking all the things that you really need uh, to keep that under control. So uh, that was uh, that was good to hear. Yeah, yeah. Well, what role can homeopathy play in UTI? We've talked about herbals, vitamins, sure. and minerals. Uh, homeopathy is excellent. Uh, a lot of the symptoms can be taken care of. Uh, through uh, different types of uh, homeopathics, Apis mellifica, uh, Nux vomica, all different types. Well, I won't go through all the names because people won't understand. Different symptoms can really be helped out with that. Mm -hmm. But you can also make what's called nosodes. So you can make a homeopathic for uh, the specific uh, Escherichia coli. Uh, You can make it for Klebsiella or any of those types of infections. Mm-hmm. So you can actually get all of those uh, in the no-sodes. Uh, one of the things that we can actually do is take people's urine specifically and then make a homeopathic out of it, mm. which is, uh, is very, very excellent. And one of the things that we did for the lady who had the chronic one is we did make a homeopathic. And uh, within, uh, you know, as we did that, put the whole package together, Within 10 days, uh, the urinary tract infection that she had had for a year was wow. gone. And that's a very common type of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you I know. love my homeopathy. Yeah, the, the structure function care is, is just amazing. And especially, you know, the whole thing that we do is we look at this as 80% of all healthcare should be structure function based, mm-hmm. 20% should be uh, disease based. And as you can combine those, uh, then you get the best results. So understanding and how to play with that uh, really makes a big difference in people's health and well-being. It makes total sense. Well, let's talk about the Prather practice. We are a structure, function, healthcare. We have both functional medicine, structural medicine, very important. You know, chiropractic, very important for the nervous system. So why, you know, here chiropractic can be helpful for a UTI? Well, the nervous system controls everything. Mm-hmm. So if the uh, if you have uh, a uh, uh, nervous system that is weak going to the bladder, uh, L5, uh, S1 nerves. And uh, what you're talking about, talk to the layperson. Yes, uh, in <laughs> other lumbar, words, you have the yeah. fifth vertebrae in the lumbar, and right and as it's going to there, that's what innervates the uh, the bladder, mm-hmm. and if that's off, then the bladder's immune system will be weakened. The lining of the wall won't be working correctly. The pH won't be regulated uh, correctly. So uh, we find that, uh, well, we have, we've had a lot of people who, uh, one of the side effects from, they said from the uh, adjustments was that they didn't get urinary tract infections near as much. Interesting, yeah. So they could see a very big difference. Matter of fact, I had one lady said, you know, I've been coming in periodically now for a year and a half and... Uh, I haven't had an infection the entire time, mm-hmm. whereas uh, that's really unusual for me. Right. So chiropractic is a, is a good basis for a structure function type based office, and it's very critical on that. Okay. How about acupuncture? How can that help? Uh, acupuncture can uh, relieve the symptoms almost immediately. Mm. So one of the things we did was uh, she was really kind of suffering when she came over, driving all the way. Yeah. Uh, she had gone across state lines and uh, had, had arrived here. 
And so one of the things we did was uh, did some acupuncture and uh, she said, well, this is the afterwards was the first time in a year that uh, I I don't have any symptoms right now. Mm. So very beneficial. There were some uh, definite points that were associated with the bladder. I poked on him and uh, she was going, ouch, ouch, ouch. And uh, we put some needles in it and uh, got some immediate relief along those lines. Uh, so again, it's a combination of things, and the more that you can get, the better. What role can shortwave diathermy play in controlling UTI? We have shortwave diathermy units that we use, and people people love that. Treatment. Well, it it's really excellent because shortwave diathermy. What we use that for is to increase the blood circulation. Mm-hmm. As you can get that going, then that helps out with about everything in the system. Uh, there are some contraindications, obviously. Uh, but uh, it also has an antibi- antibiotic effect. So you, we'd use the shortwave diathermy for uh, otitis media, uh, for infections in the ears, which we can give immediate relief on for kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can use it for lung infections, uh, put it over that, and uh, be able... As a matter of fact, shortwave diathermy, the main thing that they used before antibiotics was that they were using that for uh, pneumonia and uh, gives excellent relief and then also it gives relief for bladder uh, symptoms and then also it kills the infection in there too so that's also a a something that you can utilize on that and get some really really good results yeah so we have a little time left how can we prevent utis uh the big thing is make sure that you drink enough water uh avoid uh, coffee and soda cut down on your sugar Keep your immune system up by resting, sleeping, mm-hmm. and then uh, also just uh, using uh, good hygiene. Mm-hmm. So be aware that uh, you know you shouldn't be uh, having things that uh, wearing underwear that uh, you've worn for a week or anything like that. Uh, <laughs> there getting, is underwear you can do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, getting getting uh, wet uh, swimsuits off, uh, not just walking around with them on a continual basis. So really looking at those types of things really can really help out. Okay. And keep your immune system up. Yes, very important. Take your vitamin D, vitamin A, and, and zinc, and all those good things. All right. Well, thank you, Dr. Prather, as always. Thank you, Lisa. The Prather Practice is located at 8902 North Meridian Street on the north side of Indianapolis, just south of the I-465 loop. If we can help you to achieve better health, we'd love to hear from you. Connect with our office at 317-848-8048. That's 317-848-8048. Join us again here next week or anytime on our website at thevoiceofhealthradio.com for The Voice of Health with Dr. Robert Prather.